remind you, 007, that Blofeld's dead. Finished. The least we can expect from you now is a little plain, solid work. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the 007 Minute, where each and every other day, we go over one minute of one of the greatest, in my opinion, uh, one of the greatest Connery-era uh, James Bond movies, the 1971 uh, feature Diamonds Are Forever. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of Illuminar.tv, and uh, we are very fortunate to have a distinguished guest from overseas, uh, our man in Sweden, Anders Freyd from Sweden with Love website. Hey guys, yeah, thanks, thanks for letting me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to to join you. Anders, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, this is uh, this is one of my favorite um, uh, uh, Bond movies. I know it's I know it's one of Mark's. Where does this fall in on your uh, on your rankings of uh, of the James Bond uh, series? Well, without doubt, it's it's definitely one of the most memorable ones for, for me and, and certainly one of the most entertaining ones, too. Uh, I personally remember, since I'm a little bit younger than you guys, I <laughs> first saw it on VHS in the 80s, back home in Sweden. And uh, it sticks with me. I mean, I, it, I, I can actually remember that time when I first saw it because there were so many interesting characters, I thought. I mean, Mr. Wind, Mr. Kidd, they are superb and... Sean Connery, of course, and um, and also the fact that later later in life I I got to meet and actually became pretty good friends with with Guy Hamilton who directed the film. So wow. it's 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 definitely one of the one of the films I really fondly like to go back to. It does it does seem to be a, a favorite of a lot of people, I and mean, I think it's it's one of the most uh, uh, fun movies. It, it it starts to get more into the. Uh, uh, it's not comedic, but it has more uh, of an entertainment rather than a. I don't think you you worry about uh, James Bond's safety uh, during the movie. You know he's going to win the battles and things like that. But it mm-hmm. seems to be a lot more a lot more uh, playful than uh, than the earlier films. Oh yeah, um, to- totally agree, totally agree. Because uh, I mean, and that was Guy Hamilton's right. He he kind of he kind of favored a more uh, tongue in cheek approach, uh, more humor humor. Uh, humorous approach to uh, Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Guy was, um, he had a great sense of humor as, as um, uh, whenever I met him, he was always joking about how much he preferred Norwegians over Swedes uh, <laughs> just, just to annoy me. <laughs> and um, I mean, of course, he had, he had a very big heart and, and um, I'm forever grateful that that we got to spend a lot of time together. And um, But like like Mark said, Mark said I mean, certainly he, he um, he looked at Bond in, a, in an entertaining way, so to speak. He, he made films. For, he, his Bond films were certainly one of the, or, or some of the most entertaining ones in the in the entire series. I think. When you t- when you talked with with Guy Hamilton, did he did he he have fond memories of this movie? Did he ever mention if it was a you know it's a pain or was it a, was it a joy to do or how did he how what was he like in response to this film? Mostly enjoyable, I would say. Uh, I mean, he had a good relationship with both Cubby and, and Harry, as far as I know. And, and, um, and uh, of course, he saw it as a big privilege, of course, to be so much involved in these films and that he was fortunate to, to make Goldfinger to start with. And um, uh, even though he was, uh, I, re- I remember he said he was also re- approached already for Dr. No. Um, but um, 
for various reasons that, that ended up with Terence Young. But uh, no, he, he he felt very privileged. Of course, it was you know hard work, as a, every other movie he made. But um, uh, certainly good times and, and um, as a golfing partner and friend of Sean Connery, they, they had a good time together. Oh sure, yeah, and th- I mean this was a very complicated. Uh, shooting schedule. I mean, taking place on two continents, multiple locations, and uh, and so many so many crews to handle. It must have been uh, been quite a feat to, to to do back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it's it was certainly a challenge, and and um, of course, the, I mean, at the same time, the return of Sean Connery to the franchise mm-hmm. was also a big deal for for Guy because, as you might have heard, that Guy had a little bit. Of a, of a distant relationship with the producer throughout the making because that was part of his deal with them when he when he signed to come back. But um, uh, no, Guy and, and, and Sean, uh, as far as I know, at least have, have no had no issues uh, that I'm aware of on set. But um, uh, Guy actually told me the just as, as a side note that because um, I'm, I'm fortunate to sometimes go to a place called Jerry's. It's a private club in, in London. And it's now in a different location than it originally was, but it's it's actually the, one of the oldest actors' clubs in London. And um, a guy told me that he first met Sean Connery at Jerry's at the old uh, at the original place in London. So it was a small world when I asked uh, Guy the, uh, if he if he knew about Jerry's. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, let's let's get into this minute. We're going to start off again with the with the lovely Jill St. John here in a. Yeah. Absolute knockout of a of a, a costume uh, as she's uh, she's sitting on the couch uh, explaining that uh, Peter Frank's better come up with a very original way of getting rid of uh, these or getting these diamonds out of the country and into the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, she is really stunning here and at uh, at seventy seven still with us and uh, and lovely as usual and still working which is uh, mm-hmm. a, a quite a feat uh, she's definitely a very hardworking actress this was kind of a a, a tentpole. Uh, role for her in in terms of uh, of you know bigger and better things coming. This this really uh, moved her up in in stardom. I think you know just being mm-hmm. being listed right there after Sean. It's, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, per- personally, I've, I've actually never met uh, Jill St. John so far in my life. But um, uh, I mean, she, she she certainly left a mark in a young in a young kid's uh, brain at least. <laughs> oh yeah, B- being one of the also I think one of the few redheads. In, in the series, and um, I mean, even though she shifted color, of course, throughout the film. Yeah. But, um, but no, I, I thought she was lovely, uh, a great, a great part as well. Yeah, she did. Uh, she did uh, a great job in here. I mean, it's, it is a difficult role. The, uh, the the character as Tom Mankiewicz built her was kind of uh, hit and miss. She was at one time she was uh, very astute, and another time she was kind of uh, clumsy and clueless. Uh, but she managed to tie both aspects of that character together in in this role. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also, I mean, her her character was also in the in the original novel by by Fleming, and so it's it's which hasn't always been the case, as you as you are I'm sure aware that they sometimes shift characters. And but I think I think the Diamonds Are Forever film version is is very true to its characters, even though the storylines is slightly twitched. Modernized, modernized, yeah. slightly yeah. updated, and, and then we go from from her, of course, to uh, <laughs> uh, Sean doing one of his uh, most microscopic of acting 
um, uh, situations where he's peeling what looks like uh, white glue off of his thumb, uh, and we find mm. out that it is a it's an invention of Q that it's an artificial fingerprint. Yes, it's right up there with radioactive <laughs> lint. <in my> book. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting piece of uh, gadget that he got from Q there. Yeah, and there's a great uh, sight gag. Uh, in the background of Q with uh, them loading <laughs> looks like surface to air missiles in the uh, in the hood of the Aston Martin. Yeah, the beloved Desmond Llewellyn. Yeah, yep. yeah, a, gra- a great fellow. Uh, Mark's told stories before. But he just he's 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 great on and off uh, off camera. That he was just a very sweet man. Very just nice everybody's man. grandpa, pretty much. Just yeah, yeah. I have have met I met so many um, people. I mean that worked on the on the series over the years and and none not, no one of them have t- said anything bad about Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, they they they, they describe, him like, describe him like Mark said like a grandpa and the sweetest person you can ever mm. meet. Yeah, it it's an interesting drop. I mean that, that's the intro for him for this movie, but we'll we'll of course see a lot of him later when we get to Las Vegas. Mm. Um but uh, he just every time he's on screen he always seems like he's having just a, a fantastic time and and, and uh, very very happy to be, be part of the whole uh, the whole the whole crew there. Oh yeah, I, th- I think he was very grateful that they kept him for all these years. Uh, you know, even if it was small parts for him, he was certainly very appreciative and grateful that they kept him on. And, and uh, yeah, no, he, he was a wa- wonderful wonderful. Yeah, guy. he and uh, Lois, they kept them for many many mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And yeah. Bernard Lee too. I mean, they were they were they were all just almost inseparable there. Um, I do like the. Uh, they use that uh, the, the single note of the Monty Norman theme uh, with the uh, the drum and the and the trumpet. When we notice that Bond has evaporated from his uh, his hotel room uh, and is you know off to intercept Peter Franks before he makes it to the doorbell. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right. And the uh, the self making out is just. I wonder. That's. You think that was a. Guy's suggestion, or you think that was in the script with uh, by by uh, Mankiewicz? Uh, to be honest, I, I think I have heard a story about this, but now I can't actually remember it. But I'm uh, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was uh, Guy's um, uh, Guy's idea, yeah. even though Guy was. Uh, I mean, having talked to a, a couple of the other actors who made Diamonds, um, uh, I know Guy was very open to ideas for, from from people that he worked with, and. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you remember when we met Bruce, with Bruce Glover, Mark, that um, Bruce said that um, uh, you know he, his, uh, Bruce quoted Guy by saying, "Show me, show me what you what you can do. Show me what, yeah, right, and, right, and so right, he listened. right, right, and, and then, then show, show him. him, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, the cinematographer, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, wow. Well, yeah, this and I still remember being in the theater and that got a huge yeah, laugh. It's a know? great sight sight gag of uh, <laughs> and and kind of a. Uh, I may do it later today. <laughs> well, I, actually, I have tried it once, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to go into the details. <laughs> uh, well, if you ever need to intercept a diamond smuggler, now this is this is how it's done, people. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> something I, I do wonder about with, with this: when Peter Franks uh, arrives and he presses the button and he says Peter Franks, and Tiffany says third floor. Didn't they just have the same conversation earlier this afternoon? And would she be expecting him to be saying Peter Franks? I, it just doesn't, that doesn't seem to be like, you know. Well, be- I think, you know, 
uh, Joe Robinson's Peter Franks had broken out of the uh, customs uh, lockup, and so he was trying to make contact with her, not knowing that that Connery had already done it. Okay, I think that well, was yeah, the I, chronology. I, I think my my question is the the flaw in the script here is that she says third floor. He, mm-hmm. you know, if Tiffany, know, Tiffany yeah. should think, well, he knows I'm on the third floor. She she goes, okay. She should say something like okay or something. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have. We all have short memories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who who is your floor? Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I do know it's a valid point for sure. But uh, I'm not uh, I'm not one of those picky guys when it comes to, yeah. to Bond. I mean, I mean, I watch Bond movies, you know, mainly to be entertained. Yes, and right. Because I love the character. I, I don't. You watch all the minutes in sequence versus one at a time. So. Yeah, that's see, that's the that's the thing when you when you take a movie minute by minute, yeah. then you can you can look at everything exactly. But you know, but uh, yeah, taken as a whole, these the, the, like diamonds are forever just moved so quickly. Oh yeah, uh, none of, none of these little things matter. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's there's little things like Bond runs up the steps and he says "Guten Abend," which is German for "Good evening." It's not. Dutch. So I was just wondering, is he is he thinking that Franks is expecting that he's thinking that he's German, or I, I'm just making a, a guess at it that he he knows he's not Dutch, but he doesn't know if he's not English or German. I, it's anyway. It's just one of I those. think that was aimed at the American audience who would not know the difference. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, funny you should say that because you know it's it happened more than once to me when I've been in America with um, you know Americans mixing up Switzerland with, with Sweden. I mean, for, for me, that's totally like two different uh... yeah, uh, Toblerone versus IKEA. <laughs> May I just say I'm embarrassed on behalf of my countrymen. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I, I know you're good-hearted inside. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think uh, so. That's it. They're up the steps, and that's it for this this clip. Yeah, he just says uh, good evening, and that's about it. And uh, Bond's still working on German, you know, saying please in in German, and and off he goes. So it's just very uh, very peculiar. But uh, yeah, I guess we can uh, we can continue uh, talking about what happens inside as as things are going to kind of uh, heighten up a little bit. So, if uh, Anders, if you're going to be in the country, could we get you back for the next episode? I certainly do my best for sure. And um, whenever you want me in, in cyberspace, I'll be available. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's let's uh, let's pick up. By, by the way, Anders, where can people uh, read about your uh, your adventures in in Bondland? Where where can they find you on the web? Uh, well, I, I run I run a website uh, called um, From Sweden We Love, and uh, the URL is. Uh, jamesbond007.se so very simple and it's actually. a great site in english and swedish yeah it's, it's exactly it's available originally it was launched actually only for myself because i wanted to keep track of my own personal collection when i was traveling abroad uh, but since about 2007 or so it's uh, totally left that angle and and now it's it's basically a uh, it covers, you know, all things Bond, new, news, uh, um, interviews, um, uh, this little shop. And we, we, we review some of the books and the films and, and there's a lineup of products that are available for collectors, etc., etc. But uh, I, I try to keep it from a Swedish point of view, so to speak, to, to make it a little bit unique from the others. But we'll, we'll be back next time uh, to talk with, talk more with Anders about uh, about this. Ad- 
uh, this adventure that we know that's coming up. We just we're just waiting to see. It's it's an accident waiting to happen. So we'll 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 check out next time. Uh, so anyway, join us next time here on uh, the 007 Minute. So until next time, we'll we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back faster than you can say, Bert Saxby. Bert Saxby. Yeah. Tell him he's fired. <laughs>